0: August was D-Day here, opening night. We had a menu and everything done, got our first orders in, and from there it just naturally happened, and we, we went and we ran with it. We haven't stopped since.
1: So uh, we're at the shop. We're at the shop Beer Co., and I'm joined by Judd and Craig from Fire and Forge. What's going on? How you doing, man? Dudes, thanks for joining me with this. Yeah, thank you again for having us. Absolutely. So uh, Craig and I, I think we first met when uh, I did the episode with the dudes from the shop. And uh, ever, I think that was like last March. Yeah, like almost a year ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, but I said, we, I want to get you on the show. And we kept trying, we kept trying. And here we are, it finally happened. Here we are, ready to rock <laughs> and roll. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So. Fire and Forged
0: is the resident food truck. Is that how you would describe to people the resident food truck here at the yeah. shop? We kind of call ourselves more like a, a, a mobile kitchen, a kitchen on wheels. Okay. We don't really do a traditional food truck fare. Right. We're not like a grilled cheese truck or a burrito truck. We uh, do a menu that's based around you know food that you'd find at a brewery, and then also that is sourced and you know sought out locally in Arizona. So we work directly with farmers and ranchers out here to make sure that we're getting awesome product. So it's kind of a farm to truck almost if you can farm to truck. Yeah. Coin the term.
2: And we do, we do everything from scratch, which is a big,
0: big yeah.
1: part yeah. of it for us. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, I got to join in to the farmer's market today. So it's kind of food to truck to truck. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. an in between yeah. truck. There's, there's there. an in between truck, truck yeah. to truck. Yes. Two plates. Right. <laughs> <laughs> food to truck to truck to truck to food. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's awesome, and every time I come here, um, um, I tell people like, "Yeah, dude, they got food. They got Fire and Forge food truck." I'm like, "But it's not like any food truck you've ever had," and they walk away like, "Holy shit, those wings were amazing!"
0: Yeah,
2: yeah it's funny. We get a lot of people that come in, and it starts right from the parking lot because visually the truck's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I've even had customers ask us to take pictures with them in front of the truck. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is fun, you know. Uh, and then they kind of get it right away. They look at the truck. And they kind of figure out right away that it's not going to be a burrito truck. It's not going to be just a taco truck. Right. Um, it's something different.
1: Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. And even you even had the truck redone. We'll kind of get into that in a little bit. But both ways that it was designed,
0: like the way that it looked,
1: was yeah. awesome. And you had it the first way it was like orange, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh... A nacho orange not truck. Cho- <laughs> yeah. That's a good color. It was. It was very. It was not, very interesting. But not, it had a lot of character. Nacho regular orange. Oh yeah, not not your your
1: regular. It's that's actually a Crayola color. Yeah. Like my daughters have crayons, and nah, that would be great if they had a nacho <laughs> orange. Nacho <laughs> orange. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So when we originally found the truck, uh, it was in Tucson, and it was actually in a pawn shop. Really? Um, yeah. So the guy that owned it had had to uh, pawn it, basically, and had it sitting, basically got equity for leaving the truck there. Yeah. And his intention was to get it back out and resell it, but that never really came around, so he was actually selling it. So part of our part of our down payment on the vehicle was actually to get it out of the pawn shop. Really? <laughs> <laughs> down Step at the, one. Pawn so, uh, <laughs> the pawn shop. So, yeah, we, we definitely went uh, digging for it. So basically, we about... A year, almost two years ago, actually two years ago to be right on it, we met the guys uh, here at the shop at their old location over on University.
1: At the Cartel, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And uh, we would go in there after, I was the chef over at Culinary Dropout over here and uh, running their banquet program. And we'd go in there after work, me and my crew, and we'd have a couple beers and we really loved the beers, we really loved the ambiance, we really loved what they were doing. And they uh, were, you know, we kinda just, you know, the industry handshake. You know, if we ever had food left over or anything like that, we'd bring it over and give them some of what we made and you know, feed the bartenders and Amanda and all those people and they really love the food. And it just kind of happened organically, we started talking and they were talking about this expand this project that they were doing here and you know, kind of some of their challenges and what they wanted and what they wanted to do food wise. And they're like, well, we thinking about having food trucks and doing rotations and stuff like that. And but the one challenge that you have with that is naturally have a food truck show up and it shows up from five to nine and it leaves. Yeah, And so they were they were they wanted food to be a permanence, you know, and really create a culture here and an, an experience. So that's where we came in. When we decided, you know what, we, we were really passionate about what we do. And we said, we could be there and be a permanence and be there every day, mirror your hours, and then, you know, be able to produce something that's better than just you know a rotating food scene yeah so we decided to do a collaboration and it really is a symbiotic relationship I mean beer and food just go hand in hand but it's also allowed us to do a menu and a style of food that really one utilizes beer but it also really complements beer right and it's a little bit elevated and different too. Like, that's what I love about what you guys do. It's, it's different. It's not like
1: you guys are making chicken tenders and, and I'm sure if you made chicken tenders, that'd be badass. Oh yeah. <laughs> <You> know.
0: <laughs> believe me, we could, yeah. and, and we, we've thought about it, but we, we, we always kind of wanted to do something a little bit unique and especially like what Jed was talking about earlier when people come in here and they, they realize that it's not what they're, they were expecting in such a good way. Yeah. And it's uh it, it, beats their expectations but it's also like this is really cool this is awesome this is something that i want to come back and have again and i mean it's great beer it's great food and it just goes hand in hand and you're seeing that more and more in the craft beer industry out here is you're seeing people that are actually you know it's food was always kind of a second thought for a long time with a lot of breweries because you have you're the guys that are in charge of running the tap room, you know, brewing the beer and everything else, and they have so much on their plate. And then to try to get them to curate a food program is very difficult. Yeah. So, in this sense, it really uh, allows us to have kind of like us to come in and fill a need and then do an exceptional job at it as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and I think it also uh, is going hand in hand with what's happening in Phoenix overall with the food scene. Uh, in the last couple of years, things have just trended in an upwards fashion. Uh, We've got a lot of talented chefs out here, yeah, and people are starting to notice. So we're part of that trend, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, the, so I'm, I'm glad you said that. So, kind of, um, how did you guys get into food individually? Like, how did your what what <laughs> got you into? Because you so, were telling me before, like, well, you've, you've... so
2: funny thing, I, I was actually in the military for ten years. I was an officer in the army. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay. I did four deployments overseas, uh, and I got out. And I was actually a New York City police officer for two years. Really? Um, and I hated it. Yeah. I hated every minute of it. And uh, I ended up going to culinary school and uh, (laughs) uh, ended up doing my externship at Le Cirque, worked for Mario Batali, ended up in barbecue after that and uh, never looked back and ended up out here and worked for a couple different groups and met Craig and we'll kind of touch on that in a little bit, but now we're uh, hanging out on a farm and cooking off a food truck. So, but 10 years ago, if you said this is what I was doing, I I No. <laughs> you're arresting people in, in New York City? <laughs> in New York City doing fine dining. No, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. You know. So. Well, you were saying that you you started, a, uh, you were part of expanding a pretty big uh, barbecue place back yeah. east, right?
2: So I was uh, with Dinosaur Barbecue, which started out in Syracuse about 30 years ago uh, with the sole owner. And <clears throat> he has now taken on a partnership and a board and all that. But when I got with them, they had three locations. Uh, and I helped them grow up to uh, 14. They're now down, I think, to 12. Um, but I was their corporate chef and pit master. Uh, and they, even that story, getting in, involved with him, was crazy. Yeah. But as is anything in this industry, nothing is, uh, you know, linear A to B. Yeah. It's, it's you know, A to D to C, back to B. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. over the place. It's all sure. over the place. So um, that's
1: similar with with the craft beer, too, right? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's it's just like, we plan on an opening in January. Okay, Grand Opening is in October now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So many things happen.
2: Yeah. So... But yeah, no, I just ended up out here and uh, kind of Craig, well, I, I think Craig tells the good story of how we met. So I'll yeah. let
1: him.
0: Uh... So, I mean, I'm, I'm originally from California and uh, I grew up in Ventura County um, in, a, in, in a pretty small town, but it was uh, right on the edge of LA. So it was still suburban, but five minutes from my house, there was a farm and uh, a fully operating farm that had a farm stand every day. And it, it was very much a growing con- community. A lot of citrus a lot of avocado um but that just kind of became natural when i was growing up as a kid like having that um connection to the farming and like you know everybody had a garden you know we were always going out to people's orchards and you know having cookouts and smoking pork over manzanita and all that stuff and so uh when i was six years old my dad actually bought a restaurant so my first uh moment in the restaurant industry was uh, folding to-go boxes for five <laughs> cents of to-go boxes as child slave labor <laughs> right. and then uh and i get like three dollars and go to the video arcade and spend it all yeah. and you know eventually that turns into you know working in the family business you know you start dishwashing then i'd work the soda fountain on the weekends and i'd start working the cash register taking orders managing cooking my By the time I was 18, I pretty much done every job in a a restaurant. Yeah.
1: And still loved it.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? Because I think you could
1: go one of two directions with that. When you grow up and you're like, I don't want to do anything to do with that. You know, um, not so much in a negative way, but it's like, "Eh, it's just not for me. Or you're like, this is it. This is is what I'm for. I think
2: one thing in this industry, you you hear the term love to hate, but I think it's actually reversed. We hate to love what we do.
1: What
2: do you mean by that? Meaning we work really long hours. Yeah. Uh, We have a lot of fun while we do it. And, yeah, you know, industry guys and girls are known as a little bit of partiers. And, yeah, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but, again, that, that's why I say we hate to love what we do because it's, it is a grind. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, and I know for Craig and most people in this industry, there's nothing else we can do. Yeah. It's, it's what we want, and we it's, love it. But there's times you go home and you're like, man.
0: Yeah, really that nine to five and those three day weekends are sounding pretty good right now. You know, right. so so that
1: yeah. that hate to love. Yeah. You know. So. it makes sense then yeah, yeah. absolutely because it, it, it becomes i mean and same thing with craft beer I'm, i assume it's the same with with what you guys do um it's an obsession right yeah. it gets to a right. point where it's like i can't think about anything else and absolutely. those long hours are it's different i think of doing something that you're super passionate about and, and obsessed
0: with right. than working long hours of being a new york city police officer and hating every second of it yeah. right absolutely <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely. yeah
0: yeah, so I mean, just, just growing up in it really made it a part of my life. And then from there, I worked in the Sierras for a while, worked with cattle, did a lot of cooking up there, found my way to Vegas, worked at a lot of restaurants in Vegas, and just kind of had like a natural, uh, old school kind of education, working for chefs, learning things, learning things from different restaurants and restaurant tours, working with a couple companies, opening a lot of restaurants in Utah, uh, Nevada, and California. And then uh, when I started up with Fox, Um, they gave me the opportunity to come out here and open up a couple of restaurants for them and then they said uh, do you not want to go back and do you want to stay here and i said well I guess I'll stay in I'm doing the reverse manifest destiny. I'm starting right, right. in California, then Nevada, then Arizona. Right. Eventually like twenty years from now I'm gonna end up in Boston somewhere right. and you know, go complete opposite direction. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I love Arizona. I I was so ecstatic when I came out here and really started exploring and seeing the community out here, especially the the farming and growing community. Um and the amount of passion that there is with the people here that they really do care about, like where their food comes from. Yeah. And you know, that's so cool. That's so cool because yeah. it's not like that everywhere. Right.
1: I feel like, I, I don't know why, but I feel like Arizona is, I feel most places are separated, like different, you know, different cities, right? You got LA, you got San Diego, you've got San Francisco, I almost feel like Arizona is even the worst Flagstaff Phoenix and Tucson are separated almost feels like it's just one family.
2: Well, it's very melded. Everybody does business and knows each other yeah. in, in all the all the cities. You have to right. go around here. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially yeah. with the farmers, too, because Arizona is not hospitable to farmers whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, everybody thinks, great. You, have, you know, it's warm generally year-round, uh, and you can grow year-round, or, you know, if you have livestock, it's pretty easy. But the reality is, you know, you have the 121 temperatures, yeah. you know, in the summer, and then there's no water here. Right. Yeah. You know? um, so that is a big issue. We irrig- yeah. Obviously, everybody's irrigated, but long term, they say Phoenix is going to be uninhabitable by 2050. Nah. You know. And as farmers, those are th- all things we think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody talks.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, I've I've heard, and I could be completely off with this, but I've heard like the the soil here in Arizona for the most part is pretty. N- nutrient-dense. Is that a great word? Yeah. If, just if you can get the water to it, right? Right, That's, yeah. that's the issue.
2: Yeah, right. I, I we don't grow anything, so we, uh, as you know, we have the farm as well that we do all our cheese off, uh, and it's called Com Family Farm. Um, we only do livestock off okay. that, uh, yeah. and we do right now four different cheeses, but uh, all the farmers that we talk to that grow, they have some of the most beautiful produce I've ever seen, and I, I coming from New York, we see some of the, the best stuff in the world, Yeah. Um, and the stuff I see come out of Arizona is just
1: on it's par beautiful.
2: or or not better
1: really yeah, yeah absolutely but it probably takes a lot more effort right a lot more to get i I get would it. imagine yeah. again
2: because you know the water's an issue mm-hmm. um have those those heat extremes are issues and then everybody thinks arizona's warm all the time but we're in winter right now and it drops down to the 40s the 30s yeah you know in the the winter time and that's an issue for crops as well you go to
0: the you go to the outskirts of the city like central phoenix they talk about how because of the concrete like it stays warm and the temperature you go to the outskirts you go to queen creek you go up to cave creek all Those areas they'll get down to freezing some oh, yeah. nights, yeah. And if I you're have. not protecting crops, you can lose everything. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, I go out in the morning and uh, go water and feed the animals, and our water bins will be frozen, really. Yeah, wow. and ju- you know, just a, a layer on the top, but sure. Think about it for crops, yeah. You know, that's that's
1: no that's, that's no good. killer, yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Um, well, and I think it's it's interesting too. To uh, an episode that we did um a few weeks back was Sonagua malt up in. Camp uh, Verde, okay, yeah. where they're trying to preserve the um, the water flow of the Verde River yep. by like having farmers grow barley um, instead of like corn and alfalfa. Uh, but it's interesting because when we were chop- talking to Chip from Sanago Malt, he was like, he's like, it's more than just like, yeah, great. It's, you know, wonderful birds and wildlife that, you know, thrive on this river. He's like, but there's a water source south of us, Phoenix, that they're going to run out of water. Right? No, so we got to start thinking about right, this stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah like, well, and there's already water wars and not to get too complicated here, yeah. but with California and us, everybody's pulling off the Colorado river mm-hmm. uh, and you know, there, there are issues and there's going to be issues. And my wife, if she were here would be the great, she did water management right. stuff. So she'd be the great one to talk to. But again, it's, it's just a, it's a harsh environment. Yeah. Arizona is tough, you know, in that yeah. regard. But with what, we have the farmers that are here doing amazing things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so we talk about how you guys were intro- introduced? I oh, think we yeah. kind of started the story yeah. a little bit. So, we got a uh, It was good though. It was yeah. all good info.
0: <laughs> so when we when I originally got the truck, uh, like I said, back in uh, April of uh, 2016, um, we got the truck and it's 65 GMC box truck. That's a 65? Yes. Yeah. 60. Ah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> <It's awesome>. um, <laughs> old, Older and than it, any of us. It it's, is. Uh, yeah. it, it's a little cartoonish to drive, <laughs> so, so naturally, getting it from Tucson to here, uh, it, it it maxes out at about 44. Okay. I want to say 45. It is, you know? not, it is not the fastest in the future. Uh, <laughs> um, and the steering wheel definitely, uh, you it, you can be a little cartoony driving it, like moving the steering wheel and you're just going straight. So naturally, <laughs> we couldn't take it on the uh, freeway to get it back. So we had yeah. to drive it on the back roads up through like Florence and everything else. I'd there, ba- there are back roads. I didn't know there oh, were back Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's>, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend them, but there are back roads. <laughs> uh, we ran out of gas once and had to go walking down to try to find a gas station. Yeah. Um, it was an adventure. It took us seven and a half hours to get it from here, wow. he- to here from Tucson, to bring it up here so we could work on it. Because it had been used as a food truck before. Okay. So um, it was already prefab to... Sort of. To yeah. yeah. It originally was a little taco and burrito truck somewhere in New Mexico, and then it was bought from there, brought to Tucson, and then they they added some uh, an extension to it. So an extra cooking space. And then it was the uh, Neo Nacho, which was a Horrible Mexican name. I was just g- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hence, the, <laughs> hence the bright orange uh nacho color. Neo anything? Yeah. I know. Yeah, like yeah. Neo Na what? Neo. Nacho, yeah, no, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. That that disappeared immediately when we <laughs> bought the truck. We, we, we need to spray paint over this <laughs> yeah. to drive from Tucson to Phoenix, and, yeah. And
2: considering I'm a bearded tattooed man, it was I definitely uh, do not need a truck named Neo Anything.
0: Chinese uh Chinese <laughs> Mexican fusion, but uh Uh,
1: Oh, man, that could cause some trouble, yeah. Yeah.
0: Y'all ain't from around here, are you? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So we we got rid of the neo-nacho part. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, um, we we brought it up here. We retrofitted it. We put in what we wanted, um, made some serious repairs to some areas that needed repairs. And, you know, in just under three months, we pretty much took something that was could have been in a scrapyard and made it into an operating, you know, kitchen. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And it was a, there were some moments where, you know, we were working on it and a haboob came in and you got to batten down all the hatches <laughs> and like you're in the middle of working on something or it started raining and the whole place just floods. Ah, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting, it was interesting summer, but we got it, we got it done, got it inspected, got set up with Maricopa and then we were right there and... August twenty sixth was D Day here. Opening night, we had a menu and everything done. Got our first orders in, and from there it just, it just sort of naturally happened. And we, we went and we ran with it. We haven't stopped since. Yeah, and just and like he said, it's you know it's a seven day a week job, and it but we're crazy and we love it, and we, yeah. we love doing it. Well, so while he was doing
2: that, about a year prior to that, I actually started the farm. Okay, uh, up north. Um, And that story to my, my wife's anger,
1: literally I came home
2: one day and I was like, Hey, I want to make cheese. And
1: she, this uh, is why you were, you were a chef. I was a chef. Uh,
2: I was working for uh, a group that had, I was running six restaurants in the Valley. Okay. And, uh, uh, La Boca, Modern Margarita, Handlebar—that group. Okay, yeah. And uh, come home on one day, and I said to my wife, "We were literally living right on Priest and Fourteenth, little, you know, one of these little houses right over here." Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Hey, honey, I want to make cheese." And she says, "Okay, well, you can do that tomorrow." I said, "No, no, no, no. I, I, I want to make. <laughs> you can do that tomorrow. I want to. I want to make cheese." And yeah. she goes, well, "What do you mean?" I said, "No, no, I want to. I want to make cheese. I want. I want a farm. I want to do this." She goes, "Okay, whatever." Yeah. So the next day, I'm at work and I'm trolling through, you know the properties for sale and whatever and I call her up and I said hey there's a property uh, about 45 minutes hour north of here that's for sale uh let's go after work today and go check it out and she was like "Well, no I gotta get the kids I gotta do this and I was like all right well I'm gonna go look yeah so uh I go up and I look and I come home and I said hey we own a farm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she went, wait what yeah. She's honey like, I we- bought a farm <laughs> 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 so that
1: movie was about you <laughs> <The honey laughs> yeah, yeah, or honey, yeah, yeah, exactly. And she goes,
2: she goes, uh, wh- she goes, wait, wh- what do you mean? And she goes, well, we got to sell the house and we're going to go. And she goes, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, do you even know how to make cheese? I said, no, I don't know how to make cheese. I have no idea. <laughs> do and you? I thought you did. Yeah. yeah. So the funny thing, so we, we, we sell the house, we get up onto this property, we buy this herd of goats. I've never milked a goat in my life, I've never made cheese in my life. Yeah. And, But I know a lot of chefs in 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 Phoenix, so I start pre-selling goat cheese, chef. And at this point, before you started making
1: it, before I started making
2: it, yeah. (laughs) So I had about I want to say about 400 pounds pre-sold. Okay. Nobody had made payment at this point, but it was you know
1: handshake deals. Yeah. Well, you You probably had the reputation. I mean, you've got a good reputation as a chef. Yeah.
2: So I finally go home, and I've actually up to this point I've been afraid to milk the goats because I I'm like. I don't know if I can do this right. <laughs> you know?
0: and get out there and touch a goat. Right. You know? so, no, use both hands. So yeah. finally, <laughs> so
2: finally we go out there, use both hands. No, <laughs> um, finally, no hands. F- finally we get out there and we milk the goats and we get the milk back and, uh, I'm like, well, so we let it sit a couple days. Cause now, now I'm scared to make the cheese. Yeah. So I'm like, I've just invested my life savings into this, this venture and it, it, it you're at this precipice and it sounds silly cuz you're like oh well you, you would think you just jump right in and i'm like oh well in my mind i'm like well if it fails here we are our two kids and you know whatever yeah so we make the cheese and within i don't know uh, a 4 day period i made 25 batches of cheese and the cheese we sell now is based on that 25th batch
1: oh really and okay we got it right testing it out like testing, just, just yeah, figuring just it out going, yeah just kept going just kept yeah. going
2: and uh, so now we actually do four different types of cheeses. And it was all on me coming home one afternoon being like, hey, I want to make cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so, unreal, yeah. So we ended up meeting kind of through that. So yeah. uh, the so, sh- so I
0: met him, uh, actually, because he knows the guys at the shop. Yeah, I've yeah. known them
2: for a couple of years. Okay, uh, Actually, well, more than that now.
0: Probably uh, about a year, right around a, a, a year after we had started up, um, he came in and was... This was this was the only place he drank. This was yeah, well, the yeah, only... I,
2: used to, I used to only come here on Fridays. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, my two older kids are from a, my wife's previous marriage, so they go to their dad's on Friday, and he lives here in Tempe, so we'd drop them off, and uh, we'd come here and have drinks and go home. Yeah. And because of this lifestyle, it's the only time I went out. It was yeah. the only place I
0: drank. Okay. Yeah. And,
2: and then the guys were like, "Hey, well, you should talk to Craig. He'd probably be interested in buying some cheese."
0: Yeah and that was uh yeah we started talking he tried the he tried the food and some of the stuff I was doing and he was really impressed with you know especially like our cured meats and our our marmalades and jams and pickles that we were doing and you know that kind of stuff and then he let me try his goat cheese and I was blown away because it was it was better than anything else that you know I could get my hands on anytime soon and I mean that's our, our whole philosophy is is like go where the best product is yeah and you know get it and Best products here in Phoenix. Best products there. So that just kind of naturally happened. I, I became I became a customer before right, I became yeah. your partner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like a, a cheese
2: escort.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> which is probably the best kind of escort yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we did a we did a Amandathon together. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was I think the big kind of the moment where we really kind of clicked was we were doing this charity event for Amanda. And we uh, we smoked a whole pig. Did a whole so pig? I would say
1: smoked a, okay, a pig, yeah. yeah. Whole hog smoked the yeah. whole, <laughs> <laughs> so whole, yeah. smoked the whole something. No, a whole hog. Yeah, but uh, we, and, was, not, and not an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, we worked, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we worked together. We we kind of got
0: to know each other a little bit more, and uh, it was like it was like you know what, like we kind of we had the same ideas. We had the same work ethic. We were kind of we're kind of just like on the same wavelength in what we're passionate about. And it was just one day. It was just kind of like you know what let's, let's, do, this. let's yeah, do this, let's
2: get into business. Let's, let's play with some food and yeah, you know, yeah. have some fun.
0: And, yeah. uh, it's, it's honestly just been awesome since then. And you know, the cool thing is, is that we're on a very similar creative wavelength. When we're talking about, when we're developing our menus and talking about, you know, what's coming up in beer, what can we make with beer? What are we going to do next month? Uh, you know, what's coming out of the farms that we can utilize. We kind of see the same page and like, we really collaborate and we, we come up with amazing stuff all the time. And it's like, we just have the same idea, you know, neither one of us is just like, you know, like, Oh, you know, French fries and burgers. And
2: there's no, Hey, it's my way or no way. There's a lot of sit down and say, Hey, Well, the nice thing for me, uh, I actually have a baby due here in a couple, about a month,
1: Oh, a little, little over a month,
2: thank you. That's awesome. Um, so I've, I've spent a lot more on the time, time on the farm lately. For, baby,
1: uh, wait, baby human or baby yeah, ba- No, baby human. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a goat. goat. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> do ha- we do have pregnant goats. It's a goat. We're <laughs> 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 proud dad of the goat. I'm a kid. Okay. Right. Uh, it's, a kid. <laughs> it's a kid. It's a kid.
0: There it's we kid. go. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but, uh, so uh, I've had to step away from the truck a little bit it's more. I just got it. Yeah, you got it. It's been a long morning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you should have another beer. Yeah. I know. I, I think I should actually. Should we,
1: should we have another one? Should we do I think we ourselves? should do one more beer? Okay, yeah, all right, um, absolutely. But uh, I'm, I'm over here nursing mine
2: real slow. So, been able to step back a little bit because obviously my wife is the one, and God bless her soul. She's the one that really handles most of the day-to-day on the farm. Okay. Um, but as she's progressed in her pregnancy, that's yeah. obviously been less and less, you know, able to do that. Right. Um, but I'm able to be on the farm. I come down for a couple hours in the morning on the days I'm here. And then I go back. I milk goats. I do what I need to do. But I have complete confidence and get excited about what he's doing. And that's a great part about our partnership. Is yeah. Like, no, I, I don't. I don't have to worry about anything. Like what he doesn't have to worry about it.
1: What's Greg going to do again? You know, right. well, <laughs> I'm, see, a, real, would, I'm a real, I'm a real bastard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, really?
0: That, that would right. be fun. Hey, thank you so much. You. And it's the same thing on my end. It's uh, I, I try to get up to the farm when I can and, you know, uh, you know, be a, be a part of the process. Cause it, it's something that I think is amazing. And I mean, I've, I've worked with goats a little bit before, but since taking on this project with him, it's like now it's like a huge part of what we do. And I'm I'm here, you know, handling a lot of the day to day operations here. So I'm not able to get up there as much as I, I would like. But I have complete confidence on his end. So it's it's kind of like we've done an amazing divide and conquer. Even though we're both we're both physically and you know mentally involved in both aspects of the business. Yeah. But we uh, we've done a very good job of just kind of mitigating that. And I you. think that's important. Yeah. Um And. You know, talking to a lot of mentors and people that we respect in the industry, and chef friends and restaurateurs, they're they're a little bit impressed by that fact because. Well, hold on. cheers. Oh yeah, cheers. Cheers,
1: gentlemen. Thank
0: you too. What's your uh, name? Katie. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for the beers. Yes. Well, I think one of the big things too. That's is, a, that's uh, a big challenge in, in 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 restaurants or businesses is being able to 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 compartmentalize a little bit and then making sure that you have you know you can rely on the people that you're working with or in charge of those aspects, you know. Right. Right. And we haven't had that issue, and we've we've been killing it. You know, it's going good. You guys have a good team.
1: Yeah, no, our team 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 is awesome. Uh, But
2: but also kind of going back to the farm, and when we get customers to come in and we actually have time to sit down and chat with them, when they find out that we not only do everything scratch off the truck, but that we have a farm that uh, makes the cheese and we distribute, there's a huge buy-in by the customer. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they're like, Oh wow, you you're legit. You're not right. you're not yeah. just you're not just, you know, you see, I won't name any names, but these commercial chains that say, you know, farm fresh and yeah. you know, extreme you know <laughs> extreme, extreme farm, fresh. Fresh. Extreme farm extreme fresh. fresh. Extreme farm fresh. fresh. Extreme yeah. hand leafed lettuce.
1: What's those those buzzwords, right? The wholesome right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, but we're really doing it. Yeah. We're yeah. living and, it. And, and, you know? and not Absolutely. only it, we are living. I I you know, my family lives on the farm yeah you know craig when he can get there gets there and and, you know uh, we're just
0: like you saw today when we went to the the market like that's that's not a like one-time thing that's that's our every day every day we're talking with mark ryan from Riva farms every day we're going to those guys talking about what are you growing we're going and visiting those ranches we're visiting the farms yeah seeing what's going on and it's is a lot of work but once it's really
1: extreme it's yeah. Super extreme and wholesome and, and also, natural. <laughs> natural. Like. It's so enjoyable, though. Yeah. It really is. It's, yeah. it's
0: awesome. And it's fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. I'm glad we
1: joined you guys, it joined you for that, too, because uh, it was interesting to see you. Uh, you you kind of had an idea of what you wanted to get. Um uh, but you could also I could see your wheels turning when you're saying, Oh the citrus is coming in now. Like so you're you're already planning ahead of like, okay, here's what's um and like I asked you, I said you're you're kind of opportunistic. I don't know if that's the right word, but oh, just, oh, yeah, right. just yeah, just what's what's good, right? Let's let's make the menu based on what well, is I think, fresh.
2: I think a big part is you can see the metal of a chef, you know, if he can walk in and be presented with a new item and and build off that rather than him just going
0: in and saying well, this is what I need, and if you don't have it, oh, well. Yeah. Be inspired you know. in a minute. Right. Like, literally, just to look at a tomato and be like, that's the most gorgeous tomato I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, I want to do something with it. And then yeah. you're just like, boom, this is what I'm going to do. Right. I didn't even come here for, t- for tomatoes, but now I'm going to do a tomato dish. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's ultimately what I love so much about it. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I went there for two things, and I left with just bags and bags of produce. Because <laughs> I'm just did. like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then the other thing, too, that you mentioned was, like, the citrus. So I was talking about that. I'm like, look at each of these different farms. Like, each one of them is starting to pull out the citrus right now. It's coming into season. A lot of things that people talk to us about when we when we get a chance to chat with them and seasonality and working with local producers is they go, I don't know what's in season. Yeah. You know, I don't know what in January in Arizona, what's hot. Like, what are... And if you go to the farmer's markets or if you talk to the farms directly, you'll see it yeah. because they're all growing the same things. Uh, they're, they're growing a little bit of variety, yes, but the thing is is that they're gonna be, their citrus is all gonna pop at the same time. Right? Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have somebody that has lemons in January and then somebody has lemons in February and then another guy's gonna have Lemons in March. That's a good it's good point.
2: And if they do, they're not coming from here. Who's no. <laughs> this <Right. laughs> like shady bastard right. yeah, exactly. with a slick back <laughs> hair yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Leather There's, jacket. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I saw him too. Yeah. 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 A couple yeah. watches in the so, jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so on that end, it's like you can really get a feel for what is the season, and then you can really kind of dive into that and really get lost down the rabbit hole and ex- like explore like you know really seasonal cooking. Right. And that's super fun. And then That all ties into, it's like you can look at what's the season right now. What's the season for beer? A lot of people don't talk about the season for beer. That's true. There there are four seasons of beer. Um, Arizona has two. Like, like, yes, overall. Hot seasons, and yes. hot, hot, cold. Hot, hot and not so hot. hot <laughs> less hot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so four seasons. That's interesting. What, what are what, what? would you say four seasons are typically?
0: Well, four seasons. You you got your natural like your spring, summer, fall, and winter. Right. Um, I feel like Arizona pretty much has uh, has kind of a, a, a three season mix where basically we have a a fall winter that's kind of melded together yep and it's a heavy harvest it's it's better temperatures and that goes into our spring as well and then we kind of have a uh, a really exciting spring i think spring in arizona is like one of the most underrated things but I think that's because there's so much going on in Arizona in the springtime that everybody yeah. everybody's focusing on everything else they don't realize that we're having like this amazing growing season it's yeah. like everybody's caught up in spring training the weather's beautiful everybody's on patios going to brunch going out there's festivals everywhere yep. and you can totally miss out that it that this is like this is the time right now there's so much going on yeah and then our summer season it gets hot and I think summer sometimes gets lost too because the one thing you, you miss about Arizona is you can drive 45 minutes and be in mountains and in climates that are a lot colder in Arizona out of the city. I mean, oh, yeah. 45 minutes. Yep. Payson is an hour, 15 minutes away. Right. And when you get up there, it opens up the doors for a lot of other things. You're not going to be producing, you know, it's 120 degrees in the valley. Most of the farms are shut down or they're doing limited crops that are just hot weather crops. Yeah. But you go up into the canyons and paysons and what can you find? You can find wild grapes, mm-hmm. wild berries, miner's lettuce, wild rocket. There's a lot growing up there. There's farms up there that are doing hops and other things. Yeah. There's a lot of growth up there. And that's their season. Their season's just getting started. Yeah. There's a couple of farms outside of Flagstaff and in Cottonwood and stuff that they start, their season starts in like May, June, July, when everybody down here is ramping down. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. One of the cool things yeah. about working in the Sierras is watching the seasons progress up the mountains, where you just like, you'd be at 4,000 feet, and it'd be the middle of the summer, and it'd be hot, and then you'd go up to 7,000 feet, and it's like spring still there. Mm. And it's still getting cold at night. Everything's still blooming a lot of the stuff starting to fruit and everything, but it's, it's really cool.
1: And it's within a short period of time, uh, drive wise too. Oh, oh yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just like Arizona. And that's what I, that's what I try to tell people that, that, cause I grew up, um, uh, in Ohio and I try to tell people like in the summer, yeah, it's hot. It's ridiculous. Right. Almost like, I feel like I'm on like a prank show, like <laughs> a prank, you know, like I'm getting punked, like, all right, this is all right, go ahead. I'm, you know, but, uh, but I'm like, you can escape it. Easily, mm-hmm. right? Two even two hours to Flagstaff or, um, you know, the Mogollon Rim
0: up the, oh, right. that, that way. Well,
2: yeah. and even surprisingly, you can go south too if you go down to Nogales, which nobody wants to go
0: to Nogales, right. but, <laughs> right. but but if you did, it's always fifteen degrees cooler. Yeah. Same with Tucson in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yep.
2: Yeah. And I say Nogales because my. Misguided father lives there. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah.
0: Judd over here doing like a little tourist piece for No Gallus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, they,
2: they, they are having a revitalization of the downtown, they say. Are they? Okay. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, there it is. How much are
1: they paying you? I know. Yeah. Uh, on a side note, Judd owns 48% of the uh, buildings <laughs> in Nogales at this point. No, I'm,
2: I'm running for, uh, you know, city council. Yeah, city council. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mayor Judd. Uh, so, so where does this all come into um, like? Obviously, what you guys make is based on what is. Um in season as far as like produce and things like that and we got to meet the uh the farm that you that you get most of your meat from too
0: yeah uh double check
1: ranch double check yeah that dude was great you brought him a tickle fight you yeah, buy him, him a four-pack of tickle fight try to
0: get him beer every time he can because yeah. he, he lives out in the sticks a little bit so yeah. you know <laughs> he doesn't get out to some good breweries every once in a while and when yeah. he's in town he's you know he's like us he's working you know yeah, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of free time well like the cool thing is is that so it all comes together and like the bigger question is, is, like, what is this like craft beer, craft food, farm to table, Like, how does it all make sense? I think the best example is with our main farm that we work with directly is uh, Rybup Farms and Mark Ryan. So we're part of uh, his food rescue program. And this is actually how we met him, was the shop, uh, Beer Co, was working with him and doing the food rescue program. So all their spent grain from brewing, he collects, um, takes to his farm, and then compost it, and makes his soil that he grows his vegetables oh, wow. in. wow! And then the turnaround is is like when they do the Bohemian Sunshine, um, or they do a, a a sour or any of their other beers. They're getting the produce from him, so it's full circle. So the the grain is going into the soil that's making the vegetables that's going into the beer. Yeah, and it's that's kind of the first time I saw like a huge connection, and then to bring it all back again, is we're getting produce from him. We're a part of that cycle. And then we're also utilizing the beer in a lot of our cooking. Um, and I think that we, the shop and our brewery here is uh, our probably most underrated uh, purveyor. That we, we, we utilize a lot of their beer and what they have coming out to do things. You know, We do like yeah. a beer pimento cheese we do our pork belly, we braise it in Galactic Porter Patrol. Ooh. Um, we use the dark adrenaline in our uh in our beer bread. We, uh, we cure, also smoke the pork. Yeah, right we there. do the yep. we smoke. cure our we cure our pork in beer, which right, is yeah. traditionally done in wine, but we use beer instead. Yeah. So there's a whole connection there where it's like we're not just accompany the food with the beer, but like bring a connection there. Bring, yeah. bring a solid, you know. And really you know, elevated a little bit.
1: What do you think the beer does to like, why do you think beer is such a, like a good ingredient to use uh, when you're making a lot of this food? What do you think well, it makes it stand apart?
2: There's, you know, for, for each different dish, obviously uh, it, it lends a lot of flavor and character to that dish. Um, you know, if you're going to use an IPA, you're getting a lot of floral notes. If you're using a stout, you're going to get a lot of those malty notes in okay. it. Um, and, and <clears throat> wine, you know, you can get those things from wine, but there's personally, I feel like there's a lot more variety in the beer. Okay. Um. Uh. I also like the way beer cooks. Um. It, it it's a little more hearty, I feel. Okay. And it holds up to uh, your dish versus wine. You know, if you're using like a white wine, it can get a little acidic sometimes. Okay. Um. Yeah. And. Beer doesn't tend to do that. Uh, you know, if, it, if it's at a high IPA, yes, it can get real bitter. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you, you balance that out.
0: Yeah. So. And, you know, chefs are starting to realize, which is really cool, that a cider um, is a great replacement for what would, you would usually use like a Chardonnay or a Pinot Grigio mm. with. And on the dark end too, if you would use like a port or dark red wine, uh, really stronger porters, and especially like barrel-aged fries and stuff, are fantastic they reduce super well. They're not too hoppy and you can get some really deep and depth flavors. And then that's the cool part too, because you have so many breweries that are taking these porters and these stouts and they're bringing in all these interesting like candy and different notes and different flavors. And they're not just doing like an oatmeal stout. They're really experimenting. Yeah. So when you take those flavors, you cook with them and you reduce them down. It just concentrates them and you can get some really profound, interesting things. Yeah. I mean, Galactic Porter Patrol syrup on ice cream is still one of my favorite things. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Syrup? Yeah. Cook it down to a syrup. Really? Just that's it? Like, it's
1: just that and you cook it down? Well,
2: I didn't do it here, but when I was uh, over at Izzy Wilderness, I took their uh, Chocolate Bunny, their Easter beer, which I'm sure you're familiar with. I've never had that one, actually. You haven't had it? No. Uh, They only come out with it around Easter. It's actually really good. Yeah. And I actually made a chocolate sauce out of it.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. it
2: was just awesome and it's one of the best chocolate sauces I've ever and I've worked for some amazing chefs yeah and it's one of my favorite chocolate sauces I've ever been party to yeah and it was a beer base
1: that's interesting pretty cool and that's interesting too because it's so with I think with with beer you think a lot of like pairing like people think of Mm -hmm. like just pairing with it but you think of a lot of people think of cooking with wine right you know but cooking with beer that's that's a whole nother
0: level rule number one of cooking with wine is they always say you know Cook with the wine, but make sure it's wine that you're also going to want to have a glass with whatever you're eating. The um, same should go with beer. If I'm going to cook something with a Tickle Fight, I sh- it should pair up. I should want a glass of Tickle Fight with it. Okay. Um, and with with IPAs, uh, especially more hoppy IPAs, you can still cook with them. You just want don't want to like boil them because that's just going right. to it's going to kill all your subtle notes okay. and just bring out all the bitter notes. But it doesn't mean you can't use it in something.
1: Yeah. You know. Interesting. But boiling like something like a porter or something oh, like that. Those you, you just oh, yeah. you, you, can, you, can, you just rock cook, it. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> cook them down, baby. <laughs> yeah, you right. just rock yeah. it. All you want
0: to do is it's there's there's such a high sugar level and there's yeah. so many caramel and dark notes that yeah. the more you reduce it, just the stronger it is. Yeah, the stronger
2: yeah. and it's gonna get some sweet notes to it. It's yeah. gonna be real
0: nice. Nice. I so, mean, yeah. pretty much, basically, when you think about it, is all all beer and all alcoholic beverages really are? Um, they're a sugar and. Um, a, a sugar syrup that's yeah. basically just thinned out with water yeah that's so a good point because that's if what you wort boil is, out right? the nice. water what you're going to end up with is that essence of that beer the base the base yeah. because it's you're just going to be t- you're going to basically get the wort and uh, those flavors out of which it which is interesting
2: because I have actually done recipes with wort and I prefer using the finished product versus just the wort yeah. and there's reasons yeah. for that because okay. the, the the beer has time to mature the flavor profiles change the notes yeah. change because um, you add
1: in all those ingredients rather than it just being that sugar water. Correct. Pretty
0: much, yeah? That, correct. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I wish I could do what yeast does, but I, I can't. Craig,
1: you can do anything
0: you want. I know. <laughs> you you can be whatever you want <laughs> you to be. I'm going to be like, what are you going to do today? I'm going to drink sugar water <laughs> and make alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> boom. That, boom. That's my thing. <laughs> Craig, why are you
1: shitting in that bucket? Did, did you actually hear <laughs> Trust about, me. Did
0: you hear about that
2: lady that actually ferments in her own stomach? No. Oh, yeah. Is this real? No, this is real.
0: What? There's yeah. some lady
2: that she like just normally was drunk all the time because oh. her stomach ferments. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want that problem. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's a med- <laughs>
0: it's a medical condition. Like yeah, people, a- people have a, they, they can have an alcohol content in their blood okay. because right. they're, their just gut fermenting. is fermenting all the time. What they're really? eating? Yeah. it's very
1: interesting. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Man. Is that called nirvana? Is yeah, that what that they call that symptom or that uh, disease? Yeah. I, <laughs> so I just it. ate a cheeseburger and I am hammer drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google that because I got to yeah. meet that lady. I got to get her on the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, it might be interesting. Yeah. This is Mary. All she's been drinking is was water. water. Yeah, this is, is Mary. wonderful. This is See, you gonna take me on tonight? (laughs) (laughs) gotta go gotta go (laughs) so that's really cool because um, I mean there's so many different things you can you can you can do with the beers like as far as cooking like so as as, for the novice like home people who want to like with me I don't know shit about, like, I'm kind of at the beginning stages of I got a Traeger grill, so I know it's not a smoker or anything right. like that, but it's pretty badass. So I made, like, a pork shoulder and I just opened up a, a can of beer and I put it in there. I don't even know if that does anything. That doesn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a waste of a beer, pretty much. But it should, been you in should the have form. drank the beer. Okay, okay. Past the time. Yeah.
2: While you cook the food. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, with you guys knowing your beer, knowing your food, like, what are some things that, that people um, that are novices at this, like, obviously just boiling a porter? To make a syrup out of it. So I mean Yeah,
2: you can boil a porter down, make a syrup, you can marinate pretty much a chicken with an IPA is
0: freaking awesome.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would
0: honestly, yeah, if 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 somebody's looking to get into it, I would make an old fashioned Guinness stew. A Guinness stew? Yeah. Just get a bunch of veggies, some potatoes, a chuck roast. Pour a whole bunch of porter in there with it, throw it in the slow cooker, and let it go for a couple hours. Really? And then when it's done, pull everything out, strain the liquid, reduce it down, and you're gonna have like the best gravy to go over like pot roast and veggies, man.
1: Reduce it down? Like, what do you mean by just boil it? Yeah, just, bit? Like, just simmer well, you wanna simmer slow it. it, slow it.
2: Not, yeah. yeah, you don't wanna go like a hard boil, cause, yeah. like okay. a rolling boil. Low, just, low and
0: slow until it's yeah. nice and thick and yeah. like gravy, and okay. then just pour that back over, and you're, you're talking about you're gonna be eating good. And you're going to be tasting some really awesome flavors mm-hmm. from so that beer.
2: One of my favorites, too, and I, I call this uh, farm water. I go out and I get chiladas. You know what chiladas are?
0: No. Oh, uh, is that it the. It's like
2: clamato. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's
1: garbage. Beer with tomato juice, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. the Bud Light well, version.
2: Bud Light's got the clam clamato, so it's yeah. got clam juice in there. Oh, and it's gotcha. It's got all that crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's horrible beer, but yeah. what I do, what it, but it's what it's great for. So when I work on the farm, I'll go get like a 12 pack of that, drink a couple of those while I'm working. But then I'll take the rest and I'll jump it in, uh, dump it in a full crock pot with vegetables and a whole chicken. Yeah. And it just soaks it all up. A whole Soaking. raw chicken. Yeah, whole just raw chicken. Whole, just a whole chicken.
1: In a crock pot? In, a, in a crock pot, yep,
2: yeah. and I set it for 12 hours. Wow. That's it, dice up some vegetables, some onions, whatever.
1: Whatever you want to put in there
2: and it just soaks it all up and it is just ready to roll yeah. wow and
1: that's yeah. simple too yeah I mean, I mean that's super simple that's what i love about a crock pot i mean right? you just fucking I mean, throw shit in there beer yeah. brats
0: beer brats once again you yeah. take a beer some onions peppercorns some thyme some garlic put some sausages in there and just let them simmer low and slow for a couple hours Yeah they're done and then you can take the onions well, right out and same thing
2: too done. so we didn't I didn't do it for this last pig we did for the Mandathon but I did a charity event at World of Beer a couple years ago for one of the brewers at uh, Four Peaks okay um, so I did a whole hog there and we literally every 45 minutes I injected the hog with beer oh really so that's a good one too so yeah. if you can inject now <clears throat> with with that you can go either way if you want to go you know lighter notes you go with the IPA okay um, but if you want that multi. malty Sugary flavors you go with the porters and the stouts, and, yeah, which is a lot of fun. And that's easy to do. You could same thing on your Traeger grill. You can throw a pork shoulder on there, or yep. as really what we call it, a pork butt.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Um, yeah, but just in, inject it. You know, throw throw some malt in there. Actually, for the pork butt, would be nice. Yeah, if there's some you know nice malt in there. Yeah,
1: It'd be good. Well, what I ended up doing was somebody gave me a porter uh, and I tasted it. I'm like, yeah, this is not that good. But it'll go good over the right over the pork shoulder. That's you want to put I mean. it in. Want to put it in? Okay. Want to put it in? Yeah, the, okay. the re- so, Aaron's what? laughing over it.
0: That's what
1: she said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Man. <laughs> yes. Wait, 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 wait. This wait, is wait, actually wait. the first episode Aaron's been mic'd up. So there, there we go.
2: <laughs> That's what she said <laughs> is socially not acceptable
0: anymore. Really? Don't don't start. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But
2: we work in we we work in restaurants, so we don't care. Right, right.
1: It should be. That's what she agreed to. We're hitting hitting a lot of topics on this show. That's what she agreed to
2: and signed a statement saying so.
1: Yes. (laughs) The acronym for that is much longer than you know TWWS or whatever it is. Yeah. So last time I was actually in the shop, this was last week, um, we did an interview with uh, Michael Ann, uh, Aaron from Huss, and then Liz from Whining Pig Mm -hmm. um, about the women's brew. So we got done with the the episode, and by the time this episode comes out, people have already heard this, Absolutely, what we call who walked in the door. So they were sitting here after we were all done, and they just kept talking. And I'm like, hey, you guys just... Just roll with it. Mic it up. Yeah, so they were stayed headphones on on the mics, and they went for about a half hour. But there was a guy that came in; he was going to go golfing, had on green pants, and he came in and he was grabbing some beers and stuff. And they're like, "Hey, green pants, green pants!" And they're yelling at him. They made him sit down, and they they made him join in on the episode. That's awesome. um, but I'm like, you realize if that was three dudes sitting at a table and we're yelling at some girl, like oh, that would yeah, have turned bad. out yeah, real yeah, bad. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'd be like Harvey Weinstein. What?
2: Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh man but it was
1: great i'm I'm interested to see how that how that episode turned out but uh so uh so what's what's do you guys see anything on the forefront for what what you guys want to do with fire and forged so we got
2: a we have a couple things in the works right now we have uh, some chats going on up in flagstaff uh we have a brick and mortar in the works Um, and we're doing a couple food programs for uh, a distillery uh, and a cider company in mesa so Lots of things kind of moving around.
0: Yeah, we uh, the the crazy thing is, is that we we're doing something very unique, and we're getting a huge response from that. You know, it's it's not just you know it's not just coming and do our food program for it. It's like our our meat, our cheese, our we're we're very passionate, and our staff is super passionate about it too. About fermenting, you know, pickling, you know, preserving. And, you know, all that ties back into seasonality, too. It's like, you know, what's hot now and how do we make it last into, you know, the coming months when it's not going to be around anymore? Right. But we're getting such a great response from that. And uh, it's giving us the opportunity to uh, do some other projects and work with other people. Yeah, which is cool because we get
2: to work with some people that are doing some amazing things in the industry. Yes. That's
1: awesome. Yes. Yes. One thing I was going to touch on, too, I, I, I... Forgot to ask you about this. So the fact that that's a 1965 truck, I think it just adds so much character to it. Because you oh, walk yeah. up to that window, and you can kind of... Because it's not like a food truck where they got the huge, big windows. Right. You've got that small window, but it gives you a little glance
2: into Well, you into know what it. it reminds me of is... Uh, what are they called? The, the the chrome campers, the streamlines or the airlines. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? The,
1: uh, I think the stream... Yeah, Streamline. I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
2: It's the same mentality. Yeah. You, you look at it, and it's a nostalgic thing right and you may not have been born in that era but you look at it and you know the 19 it goes back to that 1950s 1960s era well 50s 60s was a little hippy dippy right you know whatever <laughs> yeah. but that was you know the united states push for everything is perfect yeah you know and it's that you know kids playing in the cul-de-sac and you know drinking your coca-cola uh, and, yes, you know, yeah and it's it's that same era but we've been able to you know throw the paint job on that we did that our local artist Clyde uh, yeah, did for us so we got yeah. an art twist on it and, yeah. but you still get that nostalgic feel which is awesome
0: Right, yeah. and that's the, the whole idea originally when we started this was kind of to have this rustic old truck and really just kind of like have people kind of walk up and go hmm what, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> right. and then just blow them away with incredible food. Yeah. And I think we've killed that. You know, it's my same philosophy when it comes to dating. I just set their expectations so low that <laughs> whatever I do, they're just impressed. So you know? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna swipe right on everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's it's cool because it's not like a it's not like a brand new like flashy like neon super modern like TVs everywhere. You yeah. know, neon lights. It's like an older truck. You can tell it's, it's had some miles. It has a lot of character. It looks cool. It just looks so cool from it does. the front. Yep. And then you come up to it. It brings you in. It makes you kind of wonder what's going on. And then you see the menu. You taste the food. You see what's actually happening. You see the connection that we have with our farms. And you're just like, I get it. This is awesome.
1: Like, right. Oh, blown yeah, away.
0: It comes back to it's, it's the real deal. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, it's legit. It, you
2: know, what we are saying we are doing is what we are doing. And yeah. it's, it's an ethos you know from beginning to end
1: yeah so, yeah and,
2: and that's what's important to us
1: well i think when i when i the first time i ate because i the first time i met you i did i didn't eat like i i think you were still getting everything ready um but the next time i came in i was i was uh i think it was talking to somebody who was who was working here and i said yeah i'm trying to think of what i want to eat there. And like oh, i'll get the blt like trust me i'm like all right, yeah, BLT. I'm like, no, it's different BLT. <laughs> well, we, we actually have changed it recently <laughs> to the yeah, LGBT. Oh, maybe that, okay, no, that's what it was, yes. Okay, yes.
0: Well, lettuce, goat cheese, bacon, tea. Oh, no, it wasn't, it did not no, have it goat did, cheese. No, yeah, Son no. So we changed it bitch.
2: to the LGBT because. Okay. Well, we're gonna make a T-shirt based LGBT, on that. LGBT. Did
0: you just assume my sandwich? <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna say D- yeah.
2: It's gonna be the LGBT T-shirt, and then on the back is gonna say, "Did you just assume my sandwich?" <laughs> just
1: assume Thanks my sandwich. The- yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so I ate it, and I was I was blown away. I'm like, holy shit, this is. I even call, I I think I even texted my wife, and I took a picture, and I'm like, it's the best BLT. She's like, it's a BLT. I'm like, no, it's not just a BLT.
0: You watch your mouth.
1: You, know? <laughs> yeah. you shut your never mind you're my I wife mean, yeah. our, our
0: lunch menu is really that it's catered at the local businesses around here and we have a we have a huge following where guys come in a couple times a week to have lunch have a beer. and we have a great deal going on but we had to we had to understand like okay i'm not going to be able to throw anything too crazy at somebody that's coming in for a quick lunch they're going right. to want you know they're going to want some burgers want some blts you know yeah. but then we said if we're going to do a blt it's got to be the best goddamn BLT you ever had in your life. (laughs) It's right. You know, none of this is just because it's not super exciting, super cutting edge food. Doesn't mean that you just like, don't care about it. You kill it. Right. You make it the best damn thing in the world. And, uh, I think that's, that's something that we're both very passionate about. It's like, you know, if we're going to make mac and cheese or green chili mac and cheese, it's going to be the best green chili mac and cheese ever. Right. You know? Well, I think, I think also, the trend
2: in food right now is simplicity is more exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing we do is overcomplicated. It right. doesn't it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um,
0: the ingredients speak for themselves
2: and, and that's a big part and we're excited about
0: that. I got a ten by eight space to work in. I can't get too complicated. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's right. Right. I can imagine how there
1: are two people in there sometimes where you oh, oh, guys yeah, there's three. three, right? Yeah. yeah oh, nothing three. You yeah. guys make it work,
0: though. Yeah, man. Well, the, at that point, if there's three in there, that's we because walk we out are jamming. And, oh, and yeah. we
2: we stay outside. Yeah, we when, stay outside. When that happens. We, we yeah.
0: I don't try to go into the truck. No, no, I'm yeah. let like, Let them guys, do their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will judge you from afar and make sure that the food is good. <laughs> right. I'll look at every dish that comes out of that window and make sure it's perfect. But are right.
1: peering, like, through the bushes, yeah, like, good. looking at them. <laughs> have
0: you seen that meme <laughs> no. where it's, like, Michael Myers behind the bushes, and it says...
2: This is your head chef watching you. Very yeah, <laughs> true. True. Yeah. 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 You know.
1: Just secretly in the corner judging. Yeah, you know? exactly. All you see in the eyes. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Just son of a bitch. So uh oh guys, thanks for joining. This is yeah. this has been awesome. Okay. Um anything else that uh that you guys want to add, you wanna just... No, we're just uh
2: thrilled you uh came to hang out with us today. Yeah, huh?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Glad we got to do everything and you know, keep on pushing forward. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. you guys
1: come to the shop. Make sure you get some food. It's awesome. Drink the awesome beers. Tickle fight's not gonna last forever. It's good though. So mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. get it while well, you Sling can. Blade. Sling, Sling blade. Sling blade. Mm-hmm. Y'all got get French fried mm-hmm. mashed potatoes. We got French fried potatoes and tickle fight. <laughs> and tickle fight. And tickle fight. <laughs> and tickle fight. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so guys, thanks so much. Where can uh, people find you? uh Is it what's website uh, uh, we're,
0: we're on Instagram we're on Facebook, Facebook. Uh, we do have a website fireandforge.com we have two, fire Web- and forge. Yeah, actually, com. have two websites yeah two and then, websites yeah, oh, yeah, and
2: comfamilyfarm.com and f- com, com family com k-a-l-m k-a-l-m okay familyfarm.com
0: yeah. and
2: uh, fireandforge.com yep Accent. and if uh, yeah and you can actually find us on the shop code as well yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so we're, we're all pretty linked up together you know gotcha. on the websites and stuff you know so but yeah check us out we're always doing new stuff we, we constantly constantly post and I said, we're going through another menu change here in a couple of days, and we're going to be adding some new stuff, taking some new stuff off, always doing new specials on Wednesday. Yeah, nice. Pretty much every other week, we're changing things up, and I mean, we're just trying to keep it fresh fresh and fun, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can they get the the, the goat cheese? Yeah, we, uh, I, we
2: actually sell uh, retail packs of goat cheese through the truck.
0: Yeah. Through the truck, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. And then the goat cheese,
2: we, we're in 12 restaurants across the valley, so look at our... You know uh, our webpage, and you can, if you want to eat our goat cheese in uh, uh, a meal, other than here, you can find it. Yep. Beautiful, yep. awesome.
1: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Pleasure, man. Yeah. So follow these guys. Follow Tap That AZ. Arizona Food and Beer is another thing that you guys should follow because it's awesome. And um, always remember, stay awesome.